Okay, that was the message. <laughs> that about says it all, doesn't it? Good morning. How's everybody? I, I've learned not to listen to these weather guys around here. No snow must mean snow, right? I don't know. It was beautiful this morning. I, that's right. You guys are the late service. You probably didn't notice it snowed this morning. You were sleeping, right? <laughs> well, when you read about prayers in the Bible, the majority of them are prayed for the benefit of other people. Paul is a great example. He nearly always talks about the prayers that he prays for other people. So this tells us something about prayer. It tells us that intercession or praying for other people, standing in the gap for someone else is crucial to prayer. But there are also many prayers people prayed for themselves. Jesus prayed for himself. You know that? He prayed a lot for himself. So this teaches us something else about prayer. Praying for ourselves is also important. Now, it doesn't negate praying for other people. We're going to talk about that next week. But it is important that we pray for ourselves. The scripture we looked at last week was, was about answered prayer, how we pray. It's, this is Jesus talking. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Notice, to you, to you, for you. These are prayers that you can pray for yourself. I was always uh, struck by years and years ago when I first was on an airplane, how the, the people tell you all about the emergency procedures and when the little thing falls out of the ceiling with the oxygen, when it says kind of a counterintuitive thing that they say, make sure you put the mask on your face first, then help your little child or help someone who needs assistance. Same thing with scuba diving. Back when I was taught scuba diving lessons, they only had one regulator. They didn't have the octopus, the other one. So they taught you how to buddy breathe. And the very first thing they teach you is take a good big breath on that thing first and then help the person. See, we're not much good if we're not being helped. So yes, we need to pray for ourselves. So the question is not should we pray for ourselves the question is, when we do pray for ourselves, what do we pray? How do we pray? Is it okay to pray for things like a, a new car or a new house or that diamond ring? Is it right to pray for success? Is it okay to, to pray to make that sale? Or Here's my favorite. Is it okay to pray for my favorite baseball team to win? <laughs> Probably people on the other team praying the same thing, right? It reminds me of the time I was coaching baseball and I had my, my two assistant coaches were on either side of me in the dugout. And these were nine and 10 year old boys, okay? Nine and 10. And we were ahead by one run in this game. It was the last inning. inning. We were the visiting team. So the home team was up. They had a, a runner on third base, two outs. This kid's up to bat. And I say to the coaches, you think it's okay if I pray that this kid strikes out? I was known for that for years, you know. That's the coach that prays against the other kids all the time, you know. So what should we pray? When we pray for ourselves, what should we pray? Well, there's all kinds of examples in the scriptures, and there's guidelines along with these examples that, that kind of stick out. 
I've got five of them today. First of all, a guideline to pray for yourself is to pray for God's mercy. Now, it really all starts here. This is the starting block of the whole thing. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I used the story of the two guys that went into the temple to pray. One guy was a Pharisee. He was a real self-righteous, kind of a cocky guy. I'm so glad, Lord, that I'm not like those other sinners. And the other one was a tax collector, hated by the Jews, hated by the religious people. And he prayed a simple prayer. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's where we all are. You see, prayer's not a job interview to God. The purpose of prayer is not to sell the purpose of prayer is not to sell God on this idea that deep down somewhere we're really good people. You know, that, that's not necessarily true because we know deep down inside we've got impure motives, we, we're selfish, we do all kinds of things like that. We don't need to plead our case against the judge like, like you know, God, you don't really know about this one. Yes, he does. He knows about everything. We can't play games with him. We can't negotiate with him. We come to him just as we are. Warts and all. That's how we come to God. And without exception, everyone in this room needs God's mercy. The good news is when we go to God and ask for mercy, he gives it to us. That's what Jesus' coming was all about. He gave us mercy. Do you know what the penalty is for messing up one time against God's law? Even the little ones. The penalty is... So yes, we need mercy. And we've been given that mercy. Now what does God expect in return? Does he just throw mercy out on us and say, okay, go along your merry way. Now we can't really pay him back but it should make us act a little differently. I believe God expects mercy from us when we receive mercy. Now, not necessarily back to God. He doesn't need mercy. He's perfect. But maybe people around us, maybe they need to understand mercy. Maybe we need to show them some mercy so we understand what God's mercy is for us and vice versa. Show God... understand God's mercy by showing it to other people. Jesus said this, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. See how that works? Just tit for tat almost. We're shown mercy. In the Lord's prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. We are all in need of God's mercy. Asking for mercy is where prayer begins. We've got to start there. We've got to realize we need mercy. When you pray for yourself, pray for God's mercy and be prepared, get in kind of an action mode and be prepared to show mercy to others. So that's the first guideline. The second one is pray for God's help. We need help. If you said to me, David, I've never been been a praying person, so I'm not going to be hypocritical and start praying now because I'm in trouble. You ever hear people have that logic? Well, now that I'm in trouble, I shouldn't pray because I never prayed before. I would tell you that it's not hypocritical 
to do what you should have been doing in the first place. (laughs) It's not hypocritical at all. Maybe a little dumb, but it's not hypocritical. It also makes no sense to compound your mistakes by not going to the God who can help you, the one who can actually help you at that moment. When your life is a mess, even if you caused it, ask God for help. You can turn to him. Do not let pride or or guilt or shame prevent you from seeking God in his help. You probably have heard of the story of Jonah and the big fish that swallowed him up. Jonah was told to go to this place called Nineveh. Jonah did not like the people in Nineveh. They were ungodly. They didn't do what God wanted them to do. But that's why God wanted them wanted Jonah to go. Tell them what I want you to tell them. Well, you know what Jonah did? He turned and hightailed it, went in the complete opposite direction and ran. And basically he was saying, God, I'd rather die than obey you. This big storm comes up on the boat that Jonah was on, tossed him overboard, and that's when the fish swallowed him. Through his disobedience, Jonah made a mess of his own life. And at that moment, he must have felt pretty low, pretty dark, pretty slimy, pretty smelly. That must have been nasty. Can you imagine? Can you ever clean a fish? Imagine being on the inside of that stuff. This was a big fish too. So what did he do? He prayed in the belly of a fish. He started praying. Now at this point, observers might have said, Jonah, you've got a lot of nerve asking for God's help now. I mean, you ran away from him yesterday. You wanted to get as far away from him as you could. And now you're going to ask him for help. Nice, Jonah. You may have spoken similar words to yourself during times of trouble. How can I expect God to help me when I've made such a mess of things? When you have messed up, don't compound the problem by not going to the one who can help you, God. If Jonah had refused... If he was like that and said, well, I'm not going to be hypocritical. I wasn't praying before. If he had done that, he probably would have died inside that fish. But instead, he cried out to God. Listen to what he said from inside the fish. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help. I called for help, he says. From the... Uh, And you listen to my cry. Then he goes on to say, but you brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you. Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. If you're in trouble, ask for help. Even if you brought it on yourself. Ask for help. Even if you neglected to pray in the past, ask for help. Have I made myself clear? (laughs) Ask for help. You don't have to wait until you hit rock bottom. He will reach out to you anytime. 
at any point, even if you wait till you're down in the dumps, God is still there. It's not too late. He can help you. I want to read a story from a pastor I know of. We'll call him Pastor Steve. He writes this. I have a friend named Larry who was, is, was an alcoholic. For years, he lived the party lifestyle, and in the process, he ruined his life. Some of the time, he had fun. Most of the time, he was absolutely miserable. Finally, his wife divorced him. His children refused to see him. His employer fired him. The bank took his car and his house, and this was especially difficult for him because at one time he had been on the board of directors of that bank. He ran to Las Vegas with all the money he could scrape together, a few hundred dollars, hoping to win back the fortune he had lost. Needless to say, it wasn't long before he lost his money at the tables. One night with only 14 cents in his pocket, Larry crawled into an alley off the Vegas Strip looking for a place to sleep. Someone was waiting in that alley, and Larry was beaten and robbed. The thief took his last 14 cents. Larry had half-heartedly asked God for help before, but this time something was different. In the past, he prayed along these lines. Lord, change my wife's attitude. Lord, don't let my bosses find out about my drinking problem. Lord, help me win this roll of the dice. This time, however, he prayed differently. He said, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever I have to do, I need your help. God answered his prayer and he was able to turn his life around. He said to me, for years I resisted turning to God for help. I was afraid he would take all the fun out of my life. Then I realized that the fun I was, I was living for wasn't very much fun. I was miserable. Thank God now my life is worth living. Larry could have asked for help anytime. All along that process, God would have been there for him at any time. He could have asked for help before he ran to Vegas. He could have asked for help before he got fired from his job or lost his house and family. He could have asked for help any time during this process, even before he took the first drink, and God would have been there for him. He could have saved himself a ton of misery. He didn't have to wait until he reached rock bottom, but he did reach rock bottom, and guess who was still there? You know, it's kind of that loophole of God's grace. You know, if I continue to do this, will God still have me back? Oh, yeah, he will. I don't know why we would do it anyway, but that's, that's the loophole of grace. It's not fair. Grace is not fair. People that don't deserve it get it. No matter what stage of turmoil your life may be in, turn to God and ask him for help. Here's what James says. If you're having trouble, you should pray. 
Hmm. You know, we have a couple of women's Bible studies that meet here. We have an adult Sunday school class. The band does devotions before band practice, all trying to figure out the deep truths of God. I've got to get in there and figure this out. Now, those are all great things. Keep doing them. But if you're having trouble, you should pray deep. You see what I mean? The Bible is very simple. Oh, yeah, there's depths to it, but not here. If you need help, if you're in trouble, pray. You should pray. And when you pray for help, be ready to do whatever it takes your part, basically. Whatever it takes. If your situation is impossible, well, why don't you let God take care of the impossible part and you do your part? Notice what Jonas said. Inside the fish, I will sacrifice to you with songs of thanksgiving. I'll keep my vow. Victory belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fishy and he went. (laughs) That's when it happened. Jonah did his part. He went back to the place, at least mentally, at least in his promises. Okay, God, I'm going to pay attention to you. Jonah could not get himself out of that fish's belly, but he could do what he could do. And that was pray to God. And be good on his vows. It works so similarly in our lives. If we ask God for help and we mean business, he helps us. Well, what does it mean to mean business? That you're perfect? That you do it just right? No. It means that you do it and you mean it. You're like, God, I have no idea how to do this. But I'm sick and tired of where I'm at now. I need help. I'm tired of trying to do it on my own. That means business. God's going to be there for you. Ask him for help. Ask him for help in those little problems before they turn into big ones. Ask him for help with the big problems before they kill you. But ask for help. Be ready to do whatever it takes after that. Here's the third guideline. Pray for God's strength. Pray for his strength. Spiritually, physically, whatever kind of strength you need. Here's a morning prayer I read in a devotional years ago. and This is great. It says it so well. Here it is. Dear God, so far today, I've done all right. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't spread any gossip. I haven't been selfish or overindulgent. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm going to need all the strength I can get. That's funny, but it's a really good prayer. We ought to do that more often. Before our feet hit the ground, God, I need your help. Because we don't have the strength on our own to make it through a day. Do, Do we really? I mean, think about it. Do you have the strength to make your heart beat next? And that's just a little thing. Well, it's a real big thing. You'd be gone if you... But you know what I'm saying? We don't have the strength to do everything. King David, if anybody was Mr. Self-Sufficient, it was King David. King, warrior, had everything. Here's what he writes. As soon as I pray, 
You answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. King David, needing God's strength. That's why he was called a man after God's own heart. One of my favorite hymns, old hymns, is I Need Thee Every Hour. Some of you can probably sing it with me, you guys who are church veterans. Sing it with me. It goes like this. I need thee every hour. Stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. So often we are tempted to say, I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. That's a sign of weakness. No, that's a sign of stupidity. (laughs) Yes, we need him every hour, every minute, every second, every nanosecond. God is the sustainer of life. Without him, it all goes poof. Pray for God's strength and he'll give it to you. Rely on him. Here's the fourth one. Pray for God's blessing. Blessings from God. Pray for those things. There was a little book, a little tiny book about this big. You could read the thing in an hour, I think. It's called The Prayer of Jabez or The Prayer of Jabez. And it's just a little prayer that's kind of tucked away in the Old Testament. And uh, I mean, this little book sold four million copies. And it had a major impact on the way many people pray. But the book also attracted a bunch of criticism. One of my friends read it and said, what a whole bunch of materialistic nonsense. I didn't really get that impression of of the book myself. In fact, reading it helped me live my life a little more dedicated to God. But listen to this prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. That literally was land. Let your hand be with me, he prays, and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. The name Jabez actually means pain. There's some history behind that. So bless me, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me, keep me from harm. The part of the prayer that most people took took issue with was the part that Jabez says, would you bless me. People said, well, that's a selfish prayer. Well, asking to be blessed is not selfish if your desire is to be a blessing to other people. In fact, you can't be a blessing to others unless you yourself are blessed. The Hebrews, the the Jewish nation, they were called God's chosen people. You know why that is? They weren't called chosen because God decided to bless them. I mean, that was part of it. But it wasn't just about being special people. I'm going to leave everybody else else out and just bless the Jews. 
They were called God's chosen because they were chosen to be blessed by God and take that blessing to all nations. They were to be a blessing to all nations. God wasn't holding back his blessings from anyone. It was just the Jews were the ones to bless. You see, you cannot share joy with someone if you don't have any joy. I mean, how are you going to do that? You should have joy. It doesn't work that way. You can't be a blessing to other people if you don't have blessing. You can't show patience to people if you don't have any patience. You can't show love if you don't have any love in you. To minister to other people, first you have to experience God's blessings in your life. So pray to be blessed. You know what the word blessed means? The, the Greek word is markeus or makias. Makias, it means to be happy. So when you have lunch today and you say, Lord, bless this food, it's going to dance around and jump in your mouth and dance all the way down. Happy food. That's what the word means. The word here also um, describes the idea of contentment and satisfaction and fulfillment. So when you're asking for God's blessings, you're asking him to be content, to be fulfilled and satisfied. Is this a selfish prayer? Only if you plan to withhold your happiness is it selfish. Here's another way to look at it. If God had a limited number of blessings to give out, then asking for one of them may be considered selfish. Of the 500 people in this church, if God could only bless 100, well, then asking for one of those blessings might be considered greedy. But God's not limited to how many blessings he can give out. He wants to bless us, and he will if we ask him. Don't hesitate to ask God to bless you. And when he does, be prepared to share those blessings. Don't just hoard them to yourself. All right, one more. A guideline to be praying for yourself. Pray for God's will. Now, people make a really big deal of this one. What they make a big deal of is how hard it is to know God's will. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, pray this way. Your kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Pray for God's will. Later, when Jesus was facing death, here's what he prayed. My father, this is praying for himself too. My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Now we started with this beginning of God's mercy. That's the beginning of prayer. This is not only the ending, it's the culmination of all of it. We ask for all kinds of things along the way, but the underlying motive is not my will, but your will be done. You may ask God for a new job, for example, but somewhere in there, underlying the whole thing, there has to be the idea of, Lord, what do you want? I think this is a great job. It's more money. You know, I'd like the person that I would work with, all that kind of stuff. 
But isn't it ultimately God who knows everything? Who knows? Maybe there's a better job. Who knows? Maybe there's a real dangerous thing about this job that he doesn't want you to go after. So ask what his will is. Now, now here's the thing that we make difficult in this. We probably, I would, I'm guessing, but maybe a little over half of the people that talk to me about knowing God's will for themselves, they really aren't looking. They want to know. They definitely want to know, but it's, I wish I knew what God wanted. But they don't take any action there. They don't stop before they fix breakfast in the morning or have their coffee and sit down and shut up a little bit and say, God, I don't know. I don't know what your will is. I don't even know how to ask for your will. Would you talk to me? And then be quiet for a little while. Maybe you don't hear anything. Okay, fix your breakfast. Keep praying. Go to work. Pay attention. Pay attention. What, what's going on? You know what? What little things happened? Who said something to me today that made me wonder? Okay, you laid your head down on the pillow that night. Nothing happened. That was one day. Okay, if you're new at this, what do you expect? <laughs> okay, maybe you wake up the next morning and click. That's what that meant when that person said this. God, this could be your will. You see what I'm saying? Just go after it. Don't just say, well, I wish I knew God's will. Okay, I'm going to work. You know, go after it a little bit more than that. The conclusion to this whole thing is that we need to pray for ourselves. We can't have a guilt trip that says, oh, God doesn't care about my little problems, or he's got too many other things to do. He doesn't have too many other things to do. He has many other things to do. Yours may be easy. So don't think that he can't do it, all right? When we pray for ourselves, pray for God's mercy. Pray for God's help, his strength, his blessings, his will. But there needs to be a fundamental theme to these guidelines, and you've heard me say it in and out of this message. We must be willing to take some action. Prayer is not a passive thing. It's action-oriented. So what's our application this week again? To pray. We learn to pray by praying. But pray in action mode. When you pray for God's mercy, be willing to show mercy. Show mercy to somebody else. Let that kind of go back and forth so you can understand God's mercy for you. When you pray for God's help, be willing to do your part. I was blonde most of my life, so I can tell dumb blonde jokes. It's, it's kind of like the, the dumb blonde, he prayed. I'll say he prayed. You know, the ladies always get upset when I do this. So he prayed, God, would you help me win the lottery? Somebody just told him that. You know, if you just pray, God, let, God help me win the lottery. Help me win. For days and weeks, he's praying, help me win the lottery. Finally, a voice comes out of heaven. Buy a ticket. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do something, okay? When you pray for God's strength, rely on it. Don't braggadociously say, I can do this. Yeah, I know that's self-esteem stuff, but really, 
Let God be your strength. When you pray for his blessings, be willing to share those blessings. And when you pray for God's will, he will show it to you. He's not playing hide and seek from you. He wants to reveal his will. And when he does, obey it. Obey it. That's how you pray for yourself. So let's stand and pray for ourselves. I'll do it. I'm actually praying for you, but I'll be praying for me too. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you, Lord, even when we sing about raining down on us, it's praying for ourselves. Thank you, Lord, that when we we pray for things, you hear us and you want to help us. And I pray, Lord, that right now in the name of Jesus, we would lose that false guilt that says we should not pray for ourselves. I pray, Lord, that we would have confidence when we come to your throne, the foot of your throne, and we say, Jesus, this is what I need. This is what I'm feeling. This is where I need help. I pray that we would come boldly before the throne of God and that you would answer and make it clear where you want us to head. Thank you, Lord, for prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.